just river kids Picking up stones like David did Watching them long necks break off a freight train bridge We went to church in a Detroit car Our daddies drank draft at the local bar With an aching back just like old granddad did And we like cold cake beer Fixing up trucks Old bird dogs and the woman we love Maxwell has steaming out of a coffee cup We say our prayers send them to the sky Bust our banks barely getting by Carolina to California up to Illinois Yeah, there's guys like us Blue-collar boys Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the marcus show bro i am your host as i am every single time marcus himself and as always i am brought to you with my partner in crime my number two the brandon marshall to my jay cutler ryan ryan buddy how's it going good mark i was not expecting that analogy but i would I was Brandon trying to Marshall and Jay Cutler were a lethal duo. They were. I was trying to think of the most obscure duo that I could come up with, and they were the duo that I came up with. I love it. Yeah. So very uh, underrated quarterback receiver duo that doesn't ve- get enough credit, in my opinion. Yeah, and and wouldn't have played together. What, what did they play together in Denver? I thought they played together in uh, Denver Chicago. And Chicago. Both. Yeah. Yes, they played together both. So, uh, yeah, really big. Um. Uh. Real quick before we get into everything, because we got a lot of NFL uh, football. This is going to be real heavy NFL football um, with the wild card round ending up in, in, in the divisional round coming up this weekend. Um, before we get to any of that uh, announcement, so we missed the last two weeks um, because I became a father. So, uh, congratulations, Mark. thank you, thank you. I I didn't do much. A lot of my job is 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 now. So, uh, making sure I'm up for feedings and all that kind of stuff. So. Um, I'm holding it together. I'm not super tired. I haven't gone back to work yet. So once I go back to work, then the uh, the real tired kicks in. Um, but you get Probably really there. you get really used to um, days just running together uh, at this point. So when you're up at three thirty and you don't go to bed till five, and then you're back up at like eight, um, and then you're, you're also my sleep schedule. Oh, it's insane! <laughs> it's insane. So like it's um because she'll she'll eat every three hours. So um, me and Al, obviously, we, we flip-flop on and off of, of who feeds her and who does all that. And obviously, if she's, she needs to eat more, she's fussy, you know, whatever. I'm not going to get too much into it. But um, the reason I wanted to start with that is, A, because we missed two weeks in a row. And that was, yeah. you know, she was born on the 5th. So uh, that was that first hiccup um, is, is kind of getting used to that. And then moving forward, obviously, I continue to coach. I continue to teach. And, and now I have this extra thing on my plate. So we are – I'm going to vow to you, Ryan. I'm going to vow to anybody that listens. We I'm going to continue to work my tail end off to get – at any moment in time that we can put out episodes, we will. Yeah. Um, like, I, going, I get it. You're, you're going to be real busy. In <laughs> yeah. uh, more important reasons than doing this, obviously. Yes, but I, but, I do love yeah. doing this. Like I, I, I very much love it. When we couldn't do it last week for – you know, a, a number of different reasons. Um, I was upset because the sports world just, it, it takes off at certain times. And there's certain times that I do want to sit down and I want to talk to you. And the reason that I started this show from the beginning was um, because sometimes I think about sports in my brain a little bit too much. And I like to, 
talk into a microphone and get it out, even if I'm it's the same. I'm the same way. Yes. Even if it's just me and you talking to each other, mm-hmm. it's totally cool. Mm-hmm. Like if nobody listened, I would still do this show as much as possible. Um, yeah. And so uh, again, obviously things may come up, you know, we, I'm starting track here soon. The summer will probably be a little bit easier because all I have is just football and, and being a dad, I won't have to teach. Um, so we'll kind of just take it week by week at a time, but um, and fit in episodes wherever we can. And like you said, you have a wonky schedule too, and I gotta be up at like midnight anyway. So maybe we just fit in some short midnight episodes every once in a while. But we'll see. I um, actually I would not hate that. <laughs> My parents probably wouldn't be too thrilled since I still live at home. But uh, hey, you know whatever happens, I'll, I can go downstairs. And do it. Exactly. No exactly. But we'll make it. We can, we'll, we'll make it work. We'll make it work. We'll figure it out. So that's my vow mm-hmm. to you. That's my vow to anybody out there that does listen to it. Um, just because I'm adding one more thing to my plate doesn't mean that I can't find an hour or two to to do this uh, once a week. So, um, mm-hmm. but Ryan, enough of that. That's enough on yeah. that. Um, the yeah. wild card round, I would say besides one game, the wild card round was absolutely incredible. Um, yeah, besides the very last game, honestly. Uh, two, actually two games. We'll talk about two games that weren't, weren't fantastic. I, I'm, I'm sure one of them we both loved. Oh yeah, the fourth. Well, the it, it's about the Niners game. Yes, yeah, that's the other one. It was at least well, the Seahawks had somehow had the lead at the half until the 49ers just kicked it into gear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so but you you are correct about that. I mean, it was the the game was probably a little close to what the final score indicates, but still. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, very very true, very true. So, um, what we're gonna do at least in this first segment is kind of look at the uh AFC side of it on the back half in the second segment we'll we'll talk about the NFC side because I want to give all these games their due and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And we're going to start off we're going to go chronological. I would want to start here anyway. The Jacksonville Jaguars 31, the Los Angeles Chargers 30. Oh my god. What a game. What Yeah. What it was a great <laughs> game. What a turn of events and it was so Freezing cold Florida. 40- yes. Yeah. It was like 40, 50 degrees there. And people were still in like degrees. the uh yeah, they were still they were still in like the, the um, pool. Yeah, the pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um well you always hear about Florida man doing all the crazy stuff. So that, <laughs> that, that should be a shocker. Yeah, it was Florida kids. Like there was that, that one kid was just in yeah. his underwear and they kept showing him was like, stop showing a little a minor in his underwear in the pool. ESPN. Stop yeah. doing that. Um, yeah. But enough about that. I want to talk about this game. I, I I have so much to get off my chest about this. To just paint the picture, okay? I believe it was 27-0 uh, with about four minutes left in the second quarter. Jacksonville looked dead to rights. Trevor I mean, Lawrence. Four, four picks in, in the first half. Four like. picks in the first half, and they were all at terrible spots too. They were all on the uh the the Chargers side of the field yeah. it looked terrible. I mean, Asante Samuel Jr. had three of them. Yes, um, the Chargers near the end of the first half. I believe that's when the Jacksonville Jaguars had that muffed punt. Yes. Um, which, by the way, Asante Samuel, Buckeye, Florida State, Florida State. Okay, um, bounces off dude's head. They're only able to convert it into a field goal. If that's mm-hmm. a touchdown. I think it's it's. Oh yeah, I, I agree. It's over. But I'll say this: Jacksonville scoring at the end of the first half. I feel like that's what kept them in the game. Like 
that that was enough to keep them afloat sort of thing. And then when they scored to start the second half, I'm thinking to myself watching this game, I'm like, they're going to come back because I'm like, I don't trust the Chargers. No. Like, no. And, and they completely choked. Like, the fact that Brandon Staley isn't going to get fired is like, he's definitely on the hot seat yeah, come and, next year. And, and yes, and I want to get to that here in a second. So, uh, I, I definitely want to talk about Brandon. Brandon Staley's been on my mind a lot. There was there was a moment in time where I didn't think he was I, I did not think he was gonna make it off the plane. And then I kept mm-hmm. just sitting at home like telling Al like it's been twenty four hours of Brandon Staley still has a job. It's been forty eight hours of Brandon Staley still has a job, which I couldn't I couldn't you know, whatever. So it goes into the half twenty seven seven. And credit to David, credit to uh Tony. Credit to anybody out there that took Jacksonville's live line just to win. Um, <laughs> yeah, not me. <laughs> no, I had the uh, Chargers money line. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, I, I had Jacksonville to start the game, um, and thought that it was just dead money. I was like, whatever, this is over. Anybody that live bet that game out there, props to you because you did see the future. And to be fair, we all should have seen the future. That, like you said. It felt like the Chargers were going to give it away. They had what? Oh, yeah. They had nine designed runs in the second half. Nine. Which is ironic that isn't because Brandon Staley is the one that preaches how important running the ball is. Like, run to set up the pass. Yeah. One arm tied behind your back if you don't run the ball. Yep. And, like, as good as Austin Eckler is, like, I don't think he's just a natural running back. He's just more an all purpose guy. They just Mm -hmm. didn't have a dude who they could just feed, like, three, you know. Get us 10 yards and, and three carries. Just keep the clock moving. Like when it was 30 to 28, and when they attempted a pass play on first down and what was it? A sack or incomplete pass. Mm-hmm. I'm like, they're gonna blow this game. Like, and I have okay. Okay, Ryan. I there's so many and and they fired they fired their offensive coordinator, Joe Lombardi. They did, right? yes. That's his name. Um so it, it, even if you just run the ball double the time. If you go 18 rushes in the second half, yeah, that's that's not asking. And even if those rushes were two yards, so you're not even averaging what you can get to get a first down, you're still bleeding clock. Like two yards, can you rush for two yards? Um, and and so an incredible, incredible comeback. They uh near the end of the game, um, and it's hard for me to remember because it's now Wednesday and that game was Saturday. Near the end of the game, right. um. Oh, it was uh so Joey Bosa. So the Yeah. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna well, let's si- dive into that too. Yes. I'm going to and I want to get your take on it. So I'm, I'm sure it's the exact same as mine, if I had to agree. Bosa had no right to freak out like he did. If he's gonna do it, it's gotta be on the sidelines. Right? Agreed. Not on the field. Agreed. Bosa had an absolute gripe to be a hundred percent pissed off because he oh, was getting he was getting mugged. Yes. Held like crazy. So I can understand his frustration bad. Like I'm watching the game with my dad and my dad doesn't, if it's not the Browns, he's usually, he doesn't usually get, mm-hmm. I guess, too into the game, but he was like, he's getting mugged. Yes. Like, I felt like I was watching miles Garrett out there. Oh, come on now. Um, <laughs> you had to get it in. You had to sneak him in. It, uh, it, it you know, what happens. Yes. And anyways, Anyway, so um, what that leads to, though, is the extra point. The, the Jacksonville Jaguars are able to move it uh, half the distance closer. 
When you have yes. a quarterback who's six foot five who can just take the snap and stretch the ball over the goal line, um, it was incredible. It was incredible, and and so we can't hit on this game too much because we obviously have to hit on the other games as well. Um, but I do want to talk Brandon Staley with you real quick to kind of end it. So props off mm-hmm. to Jacksonville. Jacksonville, great, great. Like they've they've been playing playoff games essentially for the last two months. Um, because they've had to just keep winning, and they do it. Which that all the credit to Doug Peterson, all the credit to who, who as a coach who's been there before. Yes, and 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 he took a roster that has won like four games in two years, and now mm-hmm. is in the divisional round of the playoffs. Uh, yes, which is incredible. Um, and we'll get to the matchup of Kansas City here in a little bit. Yes. So the other side of it, I'm not even. Brandon Staley, in my mind, should not have been fired just for that divisional game. He should have been fired That's for week 18. That's just a knee-jerk in the moment type yes. of, like, you have to really calm down to really think about, like... No, no I, I let me let me repeat, okay? Go on, I, I'll, I'll listen. You're good. Brandon Staley should not be the head coach of the Chargers right now. He should not have gotten fired for the divisional round loss. I know you're going with this. Or the wild card round loss. He should have been fired for week 18. I agree. I, I guarantee he was like, man, why, I, where, I wish we had Mike Williams in this situation. So you could don't just, so the Jags aren't just focusing on Keenan Allen in the passing game sort of. Thing. Yes. Yes. Mike Williams is good. Like, yes, just he's big. He makes these like crazy athletic catches like every week when he's and, on the field. And you played him in a game where you couldn't move up or down. And you played you played your starting Winning quarterback. And losing, they were gonna play Jacksonville or the tight whoever won the AFC South because they didn't well, they would have known because they played on the, that game was on a Saturday. Yeah. You knew you were gonna play them no matter what. Yes. Like, start Chase Daniel, play your backups. Like and, and he was like, It's hard to manage a roster of forty four guys. Dude, you have practice squad guys. You're allowed yes. fifty two dudes All on those your guys roster. Are, are gonna be cool if not playing in the meaningless week eighteen game. Yes. Like, yes. So the, the obviously the 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 implosion a little bit should be on him. It should be. I would say yeah. 40% of the implosion should be on Brandon Staley because defensively he should have a little bit of a, a stronger grasp because he is a defensive guy. He should have tightened up the, the bolts a little bit to not allow for that comeback to happen. He also right. needs to step up and, and should have told Lombardi, run, stop throwing the football. Stop right. throwing the football. Just like Austin the Eckler, even, I, I know I, what I said about he's still an effective guy with the ball in his hands. Just if you're going to throw it, just do like dink, like quick passes. Just you know, swing pass it out to him. It's as good as a run. Yes, it's like a pitch. Yes. Something as long as you're you're falling forward, you're gaining yes. yards. You're not third and seven, third and eight. You're third and five and below, sort of yes. thing. Yes. Um. So <coughs> that th- moving. Like, yes. Uh, that's that has been my biggest issue. That was my biggest issue with him, and why I think that, like, and I'm a big like you don't fire guys right away. He's only been on the year for 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 two. Like he's only been on the job for two years, right? And you know, and his I don't know if I want to call it stubbornness or boneheadedness cost him a playoff spot last year when he called a timeout in a game where if both teams were the tied, they would have been in been in the mm-hmm. playoff sort of mm-hmm. thing. Yes. I, so, mean, I know you're not you weren't complaining about that then, but no, obviously not because we, yeah we we obviously benefited off of it, but uh, by we I mean the Steelers. Um, mm-hmm. 
but no, that that's what it comes down to is, is he should have, he, and there was rumors that Sean Payton was interested in that job because of Herbert. Right. If if there's even a little bit of interest, you you get rid of you get rid of Staley and bring in Sean Payton. Oh yeah, you you just have. I mean, to. like I texted you this on Sunday. Name an organization that has underachieved with the talent like the Chargers have. I can't, I'm, ta- I'm I, talking going back to the Philip Rivers days. The Chargers always have a good quarter and great skill position guys and great like guys on defense. Like they have yeah. dudes on defense. It's yeah. not like one thing or other that's holding them back. It's just is it coaching? Is it like make it make sense. It's weird. Like, it's it's it 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 is literally the the stink of being the Chargers. Yeah. Like they're so overly mediocre and yes. just low. But they're like the off-season darlings sort of thing. Yes. Yes. They're and I don't I'm I'm not going to give him praise at all whatsoever cuz I think he's no, an absolute doofus. Uh well, Emmanuel Acho, I that guy. Oh yeah. Going he on a vic- going on victory laps because social media quarterback. Yeah. What, that what an idiot. What an idiot. But yeah. but I will agree that that the media does fall in love with the Chargers because of the names they do. and then, mm-hmm. you know. Um before we move on to the next game, you kind of mentioned it. So Jacksonville now has to go to Kansas City this week. Uh Jacksonville uh is eight and a half point underdogs. Um over under is fifty-three. I'm gonna say this and then you can kind of put put a bow on it uh as much as you want. Um Kansas City wins, Jacksonville covers. Kansas City doesn't cover big big uh spreads, and by big spread I mean over a touchdown. And Andy Reid doesn't have the, the best reputation with um like playing the first game after a bye week. Yeah. Like how many times have you seen the Eagles and the Chiefs have a first round bye and just come out and lay an egg. Well, oh, or hold big lead. Like, uh, yeah, I think uh, Andy Reid is. Go on, go right. on. Andy Reid, he made everybody forget in in those two Super Bowl years where when they won in the next, and even um, I guess in 2020 about how poorly his. Um, I just lost my train of thought. You're good. I, I think poorly he is with his clock management. There yes, you go. Yes. And like uh, wasting timeouts. Mm-hmm. I, w- I, think I wanna... you saw it with the Bengal against the Bengals last year in the AFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. Well, even the Bengals this year too, with mm-hmm. with being able to be up on them early and they're just not being able to put them away. The same thing. Um, yeah. I I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know. Have the numbers right in front of me. I'm going to amend a little bit of what you said. Um, Kansas City. Andy Reid off a bye straight up is is pretty solid. They win those games. Against the spread, he's not good at all. Like they're always closer games than they should be. I believe. I could well, be 100% I, I, I would agree on that. Um I mean, I don't I th- think Andy Reid's worried about the spread if we're being No, honest, but I but I do think straight up uh they're they're pretty solid. But um yeah. and no. I think they'll beat Jacksonville. I want to say pretty easily because I think Jacksonville's a little sneaky, and they they have nothing to lose, and the Chiefs have everything to lose. Mm-hmm. But going to Arrowhead is not, not easy. Um, and Jacksonville, they got some sneaky good like skill guys. Like they took a lot of heat for the the money that they gave like guys like Christian Kirk and Zay Jones, and they both played above expectations. Even Evan Ingram had mm-hmm. a breakout career year at tight end. Yeah, and they yeah. Get Calvin Ridley next year too. I didn't because I forgot that they traded for him. Yeah, and and, and uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence looks like the real deal. He looks like a long-term he quarterback. Does. He is the second quarterback to throw four touchdown passes and have four interceptions in the playoff game. You know who the other one was? 
Yes, I do. Do you want to say it? It's Big Ben. Who was it against? I believe it was against the Browns, wasn't it? Yes. The it greatest was, night of my life as a Browns fan. <laughs> it was it was the it was the eleven and O season, then eleven and five, and then uh yes. and then yeah, first round loss in the playoffs. Oh. I think he threw the take me back to that glorious night. I think he threw I think it was the same thing. He threw all those interceptions in the first mm-hmm. half and then came back in the second half and made yeah. it close. But he he had one pick in the second half, though. That yeah. that one was the one that iced the game. Yeah. It I mean, they were still down double digits. Look, we're talking about the Browns and the Steelers. <laughs> yes. Uh, but that was the one that secured the, the win for the Browns. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think Kansas City wins this game, like, relative. So I, I think it's going to be similar to how the uh, 49ers Seahawks game was. Mm-hmm. It could be a little close in the first half, but I just think Kansas City is just too much for them in the second half. I, I think so too. I think that I think they're going to overwhelm them just a little. If I had to guess, yeah. they're going to win. Kansas City the wins. Chiefs by... defense isn't great because mm-hmm. I think the the Jags should have no issues moving the ball on them. But how are you going to stop Mahomes? Like, yeah, I, I think I think Kansas City Kansas City by six, six or less. I I, I would agree. I would agree. Yeah. Um, the other AFC game. So so the first uh, game on Sunday, Buffalo. Over Miami, 34-31, again, just... A much better game than I thought it would be. Because when, yes. when, when I saw that Skylar Thompson was like, wow, this game's going to be a blowout. Was, boy, I was wrong. Yeah. And, and honestly, yeah, Buffalo won. But if you're a Buffalo fan, you can't be feeling too good right now about how mm-hmm. they played. I mean, you know, if you look at Skylar Thompson, he played... If you would, you can't... Don't look at the... If you look at the box score, you think, oh, he was freaking terrible. He was not actually as bad as his stats say. Because remember, he they were a drop. Uh, Jalen Waddle pass in the first half away from you know scoring it, and I think Tyree Kill had a drop touchdown pass in the second half. Mm-hmm. So those are two big drops that would could change the game like momentum wise around. But yeah, uh, it, and so Buffalo comes out, they get to a seventeen zero lead. Yeah. And it looks like they're just going to crush them. They're going to finish them off early. It's not going to be close, like you said. Buffalo gave it, like, Josh Allen throwing that ball deep and getting the interception. Um, He threw another pick as well. He was very reckless with the ball. Extremely. He was doing all the Josh Allen things where he was just kind of not controlling himself and and, and the ball as he should. And so, like you said, the box score is not going to show it because Miami started on Buffalo side of the field a lot. Like they were playing on Buffalo side of the field a ton, so they didn't have a ton of yards that they really had to gain. Um, they didn't have a lot of drives that they really had to sustain to score. Um, because Buffalo was just kind of giving it to them. Uh, yeah. and then coming out of halftime, Buffalo had the what the four point lead, and yeah. uh, Josh Allen first play of the of the half sack, fumble, scoop, score, touchdown. Um, and it's like, whoa, this is, this is crazy. This is, this is, it. but the thing that ended up doing him in, I think Buffalo is a little bit too much. I, I, I do think that it's like you said with the, the, um, chiefs, it, it just becomes a little bit too much after a while where they right. can wear you down. Miami, like Skylar Thompson had no sense of no. the play clock, either him oh my or gosh. McDaniels, like- one of the two. And I don't want to hear the fact that, like, oh, he's a rookie. Like, that's football 101. Like, you know, you should 
that shouldn't have mattered. Like that's what cost them. And they were wasting timeouts. They had no they had no timeouts with like three minutes left in the game. And I'm like, what are you doing? So like, that's that's why I'm gonna put it slightly a little bit on McDaniel's because I almost could guarantee. Oh, I agree. If 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 I had to take a guess, okay, and I have no idea. I've not heard anything. I and I love I love Mike McDaniel's. I love him. I I think that he's what football needs. He's a different kind of coach that is very player coachish, but is having success because he's a very good football mind. Like there's a reason that Kyle Shanahan took him everywhere that he went. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like um, I told you about how I feel about twenty fourteen. Thanks, yeah. Johnny Manziel. <laughs> so, but. He was with him when Kyle was coaching with his dad. He mm-hmm. was with him in Cleveland. He was with mm-hmm. him at the in Redskins. He was he was with him in uh, San Francisco. Like mm-hmm. I I can't and, and and on the second like I said the later half of this we're going to talk NFC. So I I'll gush over Kyle Shanahan again. Like oh, I, we, seem, I I love Kyle too. Like I seem to do every episode. I'll just gush over him at that point. <laughs> um, but uh, that being said. There's a reason that he took Mike McDaniel's everywhere. The guy's a really Absolutely. good offensive football mind. Mike McDaniel's, I'm I'm if I had to take a hypothesis, he was looking at his plays and thinking, I have Skylar Thompson in the game. What can I run? So it was this dichotomy of the playbook's not fully open, so I don't really know what I can do and what I can't do. You know what I mean? But you have guys like Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, and Mike Chisecki. Who it doesn't matter who you put out there, those guys don't make plays. Yeah, the the the, the only catch with that is Waddle dropped like three or four balls. And yeah, Waddle only had like one or two catches. Yeah, and that you can't yeah, have he wasn't that great. Mm-hmm. Um Hill yeah. was Hill was all kept, over the place. He Tyreek was awesome. Was okay, but I thought yeah. Tyreek Hill played great. I thought I thought a couple of the routes they like, I was working, so I didn't points. watch a whole ton of the game. I only watched a couple no. of mm-hmm. when I was on my breaks, but yeah. Those are just things that I was reading about afterwards. It, I thought he did okay for what for what the Bills were doing to him. He really was getting like triple teamed at times, bracketed over the top. Oh, and yeah. He was he was when Miami would be in like third and fifteens because they would have a false start. They had a ton of false starts or delay of game or there'd be a sack. They would throw it to Hill and he would pick up a lot of the yards and it would become like a it would go from like second and fifteen to like third and two. And he was able yeah. to get them in manageable situations, um, but no, uh, the the throw to Beasley at the end. Um, I think that uh, having a guy like um, like Beasley uh, in this postseason run for the Bills is going to be big because he's a possession guy. He can he can get. He, he, you don't have to have the home run balls. I thought the Bills' run game looked a lot better than it has in the past. Um, it has. I I think they've really settled on. Um... It's. I feel like James Cook is more of the guy now. Mm-hmm. Even though him and Devin Singletary um, split, like, seems like they get even amount of carries. Yeah. And then they have Najim Hines, who I think it's his first name correctly. Uh, he's nothing more than he. He's a third down back. Like yeah. he's not going to run the ball. He's just get him the ball in space. Mm-hmm. Um. Like. It, it, but but yeah, I do. I would agree that they are running the ball a little better. But I do, I do agree with you. They cannot, they cannot play like this in the next round. And we're going to talk no. about, we're going to talk about the team that they play here because in a second. You let Skylar Thompson. Um, I don't want to say pick apart their secondary, but have a pretty like he played much better than what you know his stats say. Like yeah. stats don't always tell the story. Like mm-hmm. you can, 
if Skylar Thompson does that to you, what do you think Joe Burrow is going to do? Oh, he'll, he'll destroy. He'll tear him apart. Mm-hmm. He'll tear him apart. Um, and Buffalo is supposed to have a pretty deep, good deep, like secondary. Yeah, like they have good guys. Like I know Micah Hyde's out for the year. I think Jordan Porter is playing hurt, but you still got Tre'Davious White, mm-hmm. who's coming off an ACL injury. But they still have dudes. Like, yeah, they can still have success. They can still have yeah. success. Um, anything else on this game? Oh, I think. Hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know, like, kind of where, where they go from here. The Bills, like, they have a lot of adjustments they have to make. They have a lot of things that they've got to do moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So, um, Ryan, real quick, uh, the team that they're gonna play. The Cincinnati Bengals um, got a victory Sunday night over Baltimore, 24-17. Again, a really, really, really good game. Same thing. I didn't think it was going to be a game. but I didn't think it I was either. Baltimore is a very well-coached team, mm-hmm. as much as I can't stand them. Well, that defense came to play. and Yes. And so I'm going to – I do want to get your thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to point a couple things out, okay? Because mm-hmm. all I've heard is Baltimore should have won. Baltimore should have won. Baltimore, it was Baltimore's game to lose. I don't want to say should have won. I think they outplayed the Bengals. Mm-hmm. The difference is the Bengals made less mistakes. Yes. So, like, uh, and, and that's football. Yes. Like. So, there are a couple of things. Um, so, Huntley ended up playing and starting. Uh, Played pretty good, honestly. He did play really solid. Like he, he was kind of put Besides in a position. His interception, which was he, he just didn't see the linebacker because he, he just threw it right to him, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, he made you know he made plays. Um, I mean, besides the fumble uh, at the goal line, which was honestly that was the turning point in the game. If they score there, you could argue they win the game. Yes. So it was 17-17 when Baltimore was driving down. He had an interception, I think, in the first half, too. Yeah. Um, It was 17-17 when they were driving down in the second half. And it did look like they were picking that – like they were running they the were. ball very well against they that. They were playing um, with confidence. Mm-hmm. You know, and they were they were doing what they needed to do. They're like, we know that we probably can't – we can't – we can't play a track beat with this Bengals offense because we're not going to be able to score with them. We need to do what we do best, run the ball. Keep the Bengals' offense on the sideline as long as we can. And then when we are back in the – basically, don't let them get into a rhythm. Get after Burrow because he was already playing with a pretty banged-up line because, you know, um, like, uh, Collins, the right tackle, mm. who I, I'm not going to try to say his first name. I, I think it's how. Lyell. Uh, Lyell. Was, Lyell. Okay, yeah, that sounds right. He's mm. out for the season, not playing. So we're starting uh, number 77, Hakeem something. Yeah. And then the guy they signed from Tampa Bay – I think it's Jensen or something. Yes, or... Ryan. No, Ryan Jensen plays for them. Oh, Ryan Jensen. Alex Kappa? Yes, Kappa. Kappa, okay. I knew it was one of those guys. He was, he must be hurt because he didn't play on uh, Sunday mm-hmm. night because they started someone else at right, gu- or right guard. And then Jonah Williams is their left tackle, who's, I guess, good, not great. He mm-hmm. got hurt his knee. He's more of a you can get, I can guarantee he's not going to play uh, this next week against Buffalo mm-hmm. with a knee injury. So you put in Jackson Carmen and Carmen 
I, I, I don't trust him in the, playing at left tackle this point, this point in the season. But, you know, they were able to get after Burrow, especially with that banged up line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but really, just that fumble, it, it changed everything. Obviously. Well, it, 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 it is. It's, it's a number of things. So I think that the interception in the first half was a killer because it was in – it was in their own side of it was yeah. on the Ravens side of the field. And it seemed like they were moving the ball pretty good too. Yeah. Um uh the obviously the fumble. We we've alluded to it a bunch. They were on the one yard line. They go to stretch the he, he goes to stretch the ball out and he fumbles and Hubbard returns it ninety nine yards for a touchdown. It completely yeah. flips the game because then oh, oh, oh. then 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 the momentum's gone. Um you have a Ravens team that was able to come down the field, and then they kind of abandoned what they did uh, to get down the field. They they started off the next drive throwing the ball, which was insane. I couldn't believe that they did that. Um, instead of just continuing to try to run the ball, I, mean, I think there was like four or five minutes left. Uh, and then when they, they had the chance at the end to tie the game, there was... Uh, they got into like a fourth and twenty situation with no timeouts, and you can't do that. You cannot right. put yourself in fourth and twenties. No, um, that they had that a holding call, which is what really screwed that because they were inside the ten yard line or all like right there almost. Yeah, they were in the red zone, mm-hmm. and then because they, they ran the ball like John Harbaugh, this clock manager there was awful. It's like I'm watching like why aren't you you like I don't have a dog in this fight. Obviously, I mean not a fan of either team, but mm-hmm. um. I'm like, why aren't you using your timeouts here? Like, why why are you saving them for when you have like ten seconds left? Yeah, yeah, it, and I think it's because they were just frazzled on offense, and it, it was, I don't, I don't really know, like, yeah, it was really bad clock management. So, yeah. but the Bengals, hats off to the Bengals. I don't want to make this sound again. Look, they I, won I, the game. I feel like I always have a negative tone towards them because I probably do, but they just find oh, ways too. to don't win. Worry. Yeah. Um and 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 this week they get they get the rematch with Buffalo the game that we didn't get to see. And I forgot to mention I wanted to say this earlier. Yeah. I think get the chance to. I think Buffalo like the Bengals. They were overlooking the Dolphins. Like the Bengals were probably overlooking Baltimore because they both knew that they were going to beat them because you're playing their backup quarterback mm-hmm. and they're like, all right, we're gonna we're focused on playing. We're we're gonna play Cincinnati Buffalo next week. Like yeah, we're gonna you know we're not gonna show too much. We're gonna beat these guys and. You know, Miami and Buffalo both came to play, sort of yeah. thing. Um, so I, the the Bengals would never admit that. Same with Buffalo, but I, I think that's what happened. Yeah. So right now, Cincinnati is five and a half point underdogs. Uh, going to Buffalo over under is forty eight. Real quick elevator pitch. Um, I'm gonna keep betting Cincinnati till they lose because they just don't lose games. You know, it's tough because I didn't realize this game was gonna be in Buffalo. I thought this was gonna be a neutral site too, but <clears throat> nope. You know, the NFL can't get out of its own way anyways but i i like buffalo i think buffalo is a hard place to play especially this time bills mafia Mm -hmm. but it just comes down to this like buffalo's defense like you you're playing a much better offense here Mm -hmm. and the one thing joe burrow really struggles against is pressure because he's just been pressured a whole ton his whole career and i think burrow does have a tendency sometimes to hang on to the ball too long Mm -hmm. um but he doesn't turn the ball over. And you got, obviously, like, they faced Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle last week. I mean, they're you're playing a receiver group that's just as good, probably a little better, because you have three guys you need to worry about. Yeah. Um, 
you let Skylar Thompson pick your part. What do you think Burrow's going to do? Yeah. Yeah. It's, and, it, and if you can't get, it almost comes down to like the fact that the Bengals' weakness is their offensive line, but that might may not be an issue for them because Buffalo, since they lost Von Miller, isn't really getting enough pressure on the quarterback. So mm-hmm. it could, this could, I mean, I'm interested in how that's going to go, but I have a hard time. The Bengals' defense to me, they're a lot better than what they're giving credit for. Yeah. Like they can look really bad at times and other times they can look really good. Like, yeah. I think I, I, they've been a really good second half defense. Like the adjustments they yes. make coming out of halftime yes. is, is amazing. Um, I guess teams don't make adjustments at halftime according to Peyton Manning. <laughs> no, they, I, I think that they definitely, they uh, defensively, they definitely do. I mean, it's, yes. They look Patrick to- Chung said that too. Yeah. Um, but I again, I'm not going to bet against the Bengals until they lose. They just don't lose, and they figure out ways to win. And they do it either defensively, or I, do it I did offensively. That last, year, last year too, yeah. Mm-hmm. They they will hit you on deep balls. They will, uh, mm-hmm. like Burrow can get the ball out of his hands fast. They can run the ball. They can like they're so balanced all around that they can figure out ways to win. So this number opened up at three and a half. So there's a lot of money coming in on Buffalo, um, and a lot of bets as well. I want to see it get even a little bit bigger, and it, I would I would get even happier because I think the Bengals. I no, I don't even think the Bengals just cover. I think they win the game. I think they're going to beat Buffalo. Like I don't I don't I, I don't know because I, I every time I think one team's going to win, I I look back and I'm like uh, I don't know I'm, if Josh Allen is as reckless as he was, was with the ball last week, the Bengals win. But if if you can have the Josh Allen that if you know, obviously the Bengals aren't having. This is a much better receiving core than they went up against last week. And Tyler Huntley, you can argue he picked them apart for at times too. So yeah. it's, I think it's going to be a really good high scoring game. Yeah. Yep. The team that has the ball last wins. There we go. I feel like that's a really cl- cliche thing to say, but I really think it's going to happen. Yeah. Um. All right, Ryan, what do you say we take a quick break, come back, talk about the NFC? Sounds good, Mark. Okay. Hey there, everyone. Well, me and Ryan are taking a quick break. Remember to go into whatever app you're you're using, whether it be Spotify uh, or Apple Podcasts, and hit that subscribe button for us. Um, Download the episode. uh, Give us a rate. Give us a review. It really does help with the show, and we really do appreciate it, uh, and it goes a long way um, for both of us. So please remember to subscribe, and here we come back to the show. All right, and we are back, and we're going to continue on with some NFL playoffs. Let's go to the NFC side. So, the first game played for the NFC was the Saturday game. I would say one of the two, not stinkers, but it was it was not close. Uh, yeah, San Francisco. So, watching the 49ers, like it, we it, both love watching. Them. I love it. I lo- yes. I, I I never want to stop watching them. Um, San Francisco 41, Seattle 23. They're so good. They're yeah. so good. And honestly, I was impressed with Brock Purdy. Like, he could take them to – I think he's good enough to take them to the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. And, and so and so I have I have my thoughts. Because their defense is loaded too. I, I have my thoughts when it comes to, to, to Brock and, and, and kind of what they're doing. Um, 
to me, it like he's playing very, very, very well within the system. Like extremely, he's doing just what they're asking yes. him to do. Yes. Not do too much. Not overextend himself. He gets the ball he's to the got playmakers. A ton of, like playmakers around yes. him. It's just yeah, get the ball in your playmakers' hands and let them do the rest. Like give it to McCaffrey, Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, who might be the most underrated receiver in the league. Like, yeah. Yeah, you uh, really good. I forget about Ayuk a lot, which we shouldn't. He was an a thousand yard receiver this year. Yeah, which is insane to say. Like, yeah, it's, it's but um, so between uh those three guys, Brock has an embarrassment of riches. That defense is so, so, so good. When they turn it on, they're so, so, so damn good. Yes. Um, and and. I want to say this, okay? They had a couple really big... I think they hit three or four really big plays. I think f- one of the big plays that they hit was um, just a little flare-out to... Uh, what's his name? Um, why is it escaping me now? Elijah Mitchell? No, no Samuel. It was... Uh, um, guy for the, the Diners. You just said his name. Uh... This is terrible. Why am I brain farting this bad on this? Um, not a son. No, it's uh. Anyway, um. Besides, besides that one play that they hit, I saw a a a, a draw up of the other three like very massive plays that the Niners had, and it all dealt with um, like the basic same kind of pattern of. A guy in motion, whether it be the fullback, whether it be a wide receiver that they'd bring in motion, they would play action fake off of it. They would have one of the slot receivers from the left would uh would break out and um he would run a, a crossing route. Uh and then from there, uh they had a clear out route from that right side that they would hit the crossing route on. So as the as the 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 guys clearing out downfield, the crossing route was coming across, and they hit that like three different times um, to different wide receivers, uh, which was real big for them. And 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 that's just an easy route combo for Brock Purdy to yeah. to to read through. So, um, like that all, that team is loaded, and when they get going, like they are hard to stop. Yes, and so much fun to watch too. Yeah, they just get rolling. Um. Love Kyle Huszczyk too. I like I like Huszczyk as well. Uh, why am I? I might be an idiot. Uh, Debo Samuel. Why could I not remember Debo Samuel's <laughs> name? What an idiot! I think that you were like blanking on him. Uh, yes. So so they hit they hit that little flare out to Debo, and mm-hmm. he kind of did the rest. Those other three big plays were, as I described, they would motion guy clear out yeah. route, and then and then they'd hit it that way. Yeah, Debo had a couple plays where he. He's, it's like third down on the crosser. It looks like when he catches it, the DB is going to tackle him, and he breaks it off and gets a first down each time. Yes, uh, they. I think Christian McCaffrey's first run of the of the day was like sixty yards. Yeah, um, he broke one real good. So huge, huge yeah. It, yeah. They're so versatile. They have a wide receiver, or they have a wide receiver who can play running back in Debo, and then a running back who can play receiver in Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, like yes, that's how crazy good the Niners can be. So the the Niners, we don't have to hit on this a ton. Um, I will say this: the um, 
the Seahawks, because I don't want to overshadow them and all this. Uh, like they were playing with house money at that point. They their oh, season yeah. far exceeded anything that they thought it was going to be coming in. They were supposed to be the worst team in the league, hands down, win like one or two games. Um, and they ended up making the playoffs. Hats off goes to Geno Smith. Hats off goes to Pete Carroll. I think if it wasn't for uh Brian Dayball, who we're gonna get to here in a little bit, uh Pete Carroll would one hundred percent deserve to be the coach of the year. Um but you know, absolute hats off to that team in the way they played, yeah. the way they rallied this year. Yes. They proved that they were better off without Russ. Yeah. Which is the one thing nobody actually thought. Well, and and I don't it, – it got talked about a ton, obviously, with Brady and mm-hmm. Belichick of, like, who's yeah. going to who's gonna win the breakup? Who's going to well, – oh, Brady's yeah. won it because he's got the Super Bowl. Well, well, Bill's been more consistent, blah, blah. And, and yeah. no one talked about that a lot with Russell and, and Pete Carroll. Um, but I will say it, it was Pete Carroll. It was Pete Carroll. I mean – I would agree. Pete, Pete Carroll showed that why did Russell succeed so much – it's because Pete Carroll put him in positions to succeed. Um, oh, yeah. And so... Uh, the system it, that they ran, it's like... He revitalized Geno Smith's career. He did. And they may not roll with him long-term, but um, I, I think that he has now um, caught the attention of other teams. He may just be a lifelong... like He may have just added five to seven years to his his career of making money in the NFL, even if it's just with being a backup somewhere. Um, so hats off to uh, that organization. Um, the only kind of crappy part for the Seahawks now moving forward is the fact that they're going to get a very like middle of the way, uh, tw- like late teens, early twenties. I don't know where they're actually at draft pick um, with making the playoffs. Um, and so if you tr- wanted to get a quarterback, you really couldn't get a, a high-end or a top-end quarterback at this point. Um, so they're going to have to, with their draft pick, get like uh, the the best available that they can kind of thing. Um, again, the only real downside is is that that middle of the draft like middle of the draft first round draft pick. But they do get they get Denver's pick uh, early on. I'm forgetting about that. So uh, Denver sucking was really good for them. Just kidding. They they were win win this year. I don't even know why I was rambling right there. They 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 were win win. Right. Um. But uh, yeah. One thing we haven't discussed: the Niners' defense is really good too. Oh oh, so good, so Nick good. Bosa, like I texted you just during the game. Like imagine because they lined up Nick Bosa and Eric Armstead on the same side, and it's like. How how's anyone gonna block that? No, because you got to double one of them. You can't double both. Yeah, yeah. Bosa like he arms is one who sacked the quarterback, but um, Bosa was you know right there too. He was he applied a ton of pressure just by pushing whoever the right tackle was basically right back into Geno Smith. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, man, they, yeah, they are they are good. That like, defense, if they end up winning the whole thing or even making it to the Super Bowl, that's what's gonna that's what's gonna get them there. It's oh, not I, even I so agree. much their Absolutely. offense; it's the fact that that defense is so, so, so good. They're like, let's be they're not going to trust Brock Purdy like at, at this point to just mm-hmm. go out and win the game. Like, yes, that yeah. you you can't do that to the guy, a rookie who was the last pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to put a lot. You got to got to give him a lot of support moving forward. Um, but you know what? You're right. Yeah. If if they keep playing like this, 
why not? I mean, the NFC is kind of wide, wide ass open at this point. So I don't, I don't see why they couldn't, uh, you know, make a run and end up being that team out of the NFC. Um, obviously they have the Eagles still, uh, and we're going to talk about Dallas here later. Dallas looked really good, but I don't know how much we'll, we'll talk about Dallas when we get there. Um, but, uh, and, and, and we'll talk about like the, cause obviously Dallas plays San Francisco this next week. So we'll talk more, uh, kind of previewing that game when we get to it. Um, but, uh, after that, so Sunday, the middle of the day game, Sunday, uh, we got the Giants and we got Minnesota. Um, and, um, so the Giants come into Minnesota, two and a half point underdogs. They win 31-24. Now, Ryan, I'm not going to pat myself on the back too much. But I, I saw this one coming. Oh, I saw this, this is the most coming. unsurprising up, upset of the weekend. Mm-hmm. Like, probably the one that we all saw coming for weeks. Like, y- yes. Uh, yeah, honestly, Kirk Cousins is getting the blame for all this when he honestly played a pretty good game. If you look at his stats, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, like what we talked about earlier, Skylar Thompson, the box score doesn't tell the whole story. But yeah, Kirk's getting the blame for a check three yard check down on third and eight when it's either he gets sacked or he throws it to. To TJ Hawkinson. Yeah. So I saw a graphic that they showed, like he could have thrown it to KJ Osborne, who at least had a step in tight coverage over the middle, but he didn't have, he had to get rid of the ball because you can't take a sack in that situation. It's fourth down. Like yeah. the defense is what really let the Vikings down, if we're being honest. Yeah. And, it, and that's what happened to them all year long. I mean, the de- yeah. that defense is what allowed teams to stay into it. I mean, you can say as much as you want the 11, the 12, one score games, game wins that they had. I think it was 11 because I think they were a 12 win team. Um, and yeah. eleven of those twelve wins were uh, were one score games. Um, yeah, there's the flip side of okay, they were able to win close games. There's also the flip side of that offense was so good that they shouldn't have been in a lot of those one score games to begin with. Um, and their defense was kind of the Achilles heel because uh, you know they had they got Hawkinson, they um, Kirk. You know he does get a lot of blame, and he. That checkdown so was warranted, but I, I think some of it's a little unfair. Yes. Um, I wonder how good they would be if you took Justin Jefferson off that team. Agreed. Um, because Jefferson is so, so, so good. Um, Dalvin Cook ran the ball pretty well early on. What this came yeah. down to was is that A, Brian Dable, I, I mentioned him earlier. Hats off to the guy. Coach of oh, the year. 100% yeah. coach, coach of the millennia. Um, the guy looked at Daniel Jones and said, you know what? You're an okay passer, but you're not the best passer, but you're kind of good with your legs. And we're going to use that. He designed, he designed, ran Daniel Jones 11 times in that game. 11 designed runs with Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones, a a little bit like Josh Allen, Mm because Daniel Jones is a pretty big guy like Josh Allen, probably a little faster too. Yes. Yeah. Um, and they were able to get the ball to Saquon, not only handing it off to him, but out of the backfield with passing. Yeah. Um, Saquon they is ju- proving to people that he is still a dynamic player. Not mm-hmm. that he wasn't um, before, just injuries haven't done him any favors. Yeah. Uh, they just, they the, the Giants came out and they punched Minnesota in the face. And Minnesota mm-hmm. kind of answered early on. But yeah. it, 
it almost seemed like they got worn down by the end. Like I would agree. Much the defense couldn't uh, get the giant get the Giants off the field, and they just it's tough because not that Kirk played bad. Just I don't think he's. I think Kirk Cousins is really good. Like when he gets into a rhythm and then play action. Yeah. And like when you take away like the run, like they're a lot of their offense is a lot of dink and dunk and just hitting guys and like. The last drive, they're throwing screen passes like to Devontae or not Devontae, Dalvin Cook, and they even Hawkinson, and then they have like third and long. And I'm yeah. like, what are you doing? Like, you need to be going down the field. Like, you have Justin Jefferson. Why aren't you targeting him here? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, uh, I, I 100% agree. 100% agree. It was, um, but that being said, I that the Giants already did this once this year where they beat yeah. they they were able to beat uh. The, the Vikings in the regular season and the, the Vikings won, I thought. Oh no, the Vikings did win, but oh, it, was, it was really close. It, yes, last second yeah. it, was, it was really close. The, I'm mm-hmm. you know why I'm thinking they won? Uh the Giants covered. So in my yeah, mind they yeah. won. When 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 I, when I took them, they won. Uh in my brain. So that's why I keep thinking that the Giants won in the regular season. Um no, if you're talking about actual real football people, not degenerates like me. Um the uh the Vikings won the game uh but it was you know what hats off again that's another team like Jacksonville that was just absolutely piss poor for the last two years they get a facelift in a really 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 good coach and they are able to make the playoffs and have a really good showing in the first week mm-hmm. uh, so much so that they're moving on, and now uh, the reward you get the number one seed uh, in the NFC. And who has I'm not going to say now is the best team, but um, for the majority of the season, was the best team in the uh, maybe arguably the NFL and the Philadelphia yeah, Eagles. I would agree. Right now, the Eagles are seven and a half point favorites over under is 48 for that game. It's the Saturday night game. Um, this is going to be a rock fight. I like the under so, 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 so much. Um, because I think both I teams wait just for this game. Yeah, I think both teams just run the ball a bunch. And on, well, the the last meeting really like it had there's it didn't mean anything, but it did because the Giants already see the Giants did what the Chargers should have done. They already clinched the playoff spot. There's winning the game would have done nothing mm-hmm. for them. So they start. I think they start Daniel. Did they who did they start? They did not they start, start Davis Jones. Webb. Yes. No, it was I think it was no. Davis Webb. Yeah, they did not sign Jalen Jones. They didn't play Saquon. They didn't play any of their big guys. Nobody, right. nobody big because but the Eagles winning with a clinch to number the number one overall seed. So the game had a little meaning, but they basically were like, "Well, winning this game does nothing for us." I mean, in so we're just, we're just gonna throw in a towel. We'll let Eagles take the top seed. Not that they they didn't try to win the game, but they would rather they knew that it, you'd rather not risk it when you're already playing the next week. So. Well, no, and that's just good coaching. That's it just is. understanding that like if you can't gain anything from a win right realistically right. don't like that that, that game it, week 18 doesn't matter brandon staley right. you doofus yes. idiot yes I, i'm gonna i'm gonna hold myself back but th- <laughs> that's that's what makes a good coach a right. great coach is noticing things like that and like you said it's not throwing in the towel it's just if we can win with our backup guys that's awesome we're not going to tell them to right. play any less hard but also like we need to be looking forward to this next week because that's what's important but the point I was trying to make was before I brought it up is it's hard to be the team three times. So this is the third time that these two, two, uh, two teams have mm-hmm. faced each other. 
I don't think the Eagles are just going to blow out the Giants. I think it's going to be a really hard-fought game, but I do think the Eagles will pull away at the end. Yeah. Because I, I think we can both – the Eagles are the better team mm-hmm. offensively by a long shot. Um, but I think it's defensively too. But Lane um, Johnson being banged up for them on the offensive line is really – is going to hurt him and obviously yes. hurts hurts his shoulder. We don't know how – Oh, yeah. He said they're going to be targeting his throwing yeah. shoulder, which, you know. Yeah. Who, uh, anyone who says they're not going to do that is lying. Yes. That's that, that's just part of football. I, um, yeah. When, when it comes to the gambling side of it, I love – right now looking at it, I love the Giants plus seven and a half, and I really like the under. Divisional games seem to always go under. Third meetings, you really know teams well, go under. And the Giants have really leaned into running the ball, which means running clock, which means shorter game, which means less points. You know what I mean? Yes. Um. And I still expect it to be a really good game. And even though I think the Eagles will win the game, the Giants aren't going to go down easy. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And so, uh, yeah, that's going to be a really, really good one, too. Um, and the last game that we got in the NFC playoffs, again, this worst game, the most boring playoff game. This was the most boring playoff game, and I think we're going to have maybe not the most to say about this, but we're going to have a lot to say about it. Dallas thirty-one, Tampa Bay fourteen. I'm I'm going to say this, okay? Mm-hmm. I went into this game thinking it was almost like when I was like, okay, who's going to win in Jacksonville? Los Angeles. It came down to me and to coaching. Again, I thought Doug yeah. Peterson, better coach than Brandon mm-hmm. Staley. It ended up paying Absolutely. off for me. You look at uh, a game like Baltimore and Cincinnati. Two pretty even teams, division opponents. What's it mm-hmm. come down to? Burrow is better than Huntley. Okay. Yes. When I looked at Dallas, Tampa Bay, again, sometimes it just comes down to one single thing. And to me, it was, am I really going to pick against Tom Brady in the playoffs at home? And that was the worst decision I've ever made in my life. On a because losing record for the first, first time in his career, he has a losing record, but he still makes the playoffs. Yes. First time he's in his career, he has a losing record. First time he's ever lost to Dallas ever. And it yeah. wasn't close. Like, no. Tampa Bay had no. 14 points at the end. If you watch that game, it wasn't close. No. no. Um, and you're, you're not going to like me saying this, but Brady's washed. Like, I, yeah. dude, he is done. Like, that. that's like, he, he's looking like the way Big, Big Ben, uh, Peyton, um, he, even Drew Brees looked at the end of his yeah. career, too. And, and I'm not going to, so a lot of those guys, like, okay, I'll agree with you in a certain sense. I think Brady's arm is a lot better than Peyton's arm was at the oh, end. Well, Peyton Manning never had a, a strong arm throughout yeah. his career, but better. But he's I, got I a better. The point you were making. Though. Yeah, he's got a better body than Ben had at the end. A, a way better shoulder, like he, than Breeze had at the end. So yes. all of those guys, it was physically they couldn't do it anymore. I think Brady physically can do it. I think Brady mentally can still do it. I think he's going to put in that work. This is not an original thought. So I'm not going to pass it off as an original thought. I have issues doing that. But Brady doesn't like to be hit. And when like contact gets close to him, he kind of just throws it in the dirt and he kills Correct. plays. Well, you can do that once or twice. You can't do it 10 to 15 times, which is kind of what he does. 
If something breaks down, yes. he just kills plays and they they get destroyed. But he's so good that he can get away with something like that. Yes. Yeah. Um I don't I think he's washed in that sense of like he doesn't want the physicality of football anymore. No. Uh I think he wants to play football. I think he wants to be a football player. I mean, the guy <laughs> gave up his goddamn family to be a football player. Yeah. Um, call it what it is. Say that they had issues before. Say that it was the Charlotte Broke Camel's back. Well, never fo- no. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't see him being a buck. Uh, oh, no. I do very much see him being a niner. I know people bring up going to LA, I know, or Las Vegas, rather. Um, yeah, the Raiders, that's an interesting one, but yeah, those are really the only two spots. Or even, I, I cannot see him going back to New England. No, 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 no. No, I think he's done. Everywhere that they always point out is Miami. Like, it's Miami. It's all these warm places. He's not going to go back to the cold New England. And he's not. He's definitely not going to play in a division with Josh he, he, Allen. He's a Cali boy. Like, we, we all forget that. Yes, yeah. So I think I think it's San Francisco. And I would be willing to put I, – I hope that the Barstool Which has always been – he's always mentioned how that's been his – was his favorite team growing up. Yeah. Grew up in the Bay Area. Mm. I think always deep down he's wanting to play for the Niners. Which, which, by the way, I, I did a really bad job of mentioning this at the beginning because we have so many things that we've talked about. This is, means nothing about anything. Um, sports gambling is now legal in Ohio. I know I've always alluded to the numbers and all that kind of stuff, but now I can like freely talk about it with like all these different things. Um, yeah, even your boy what, gambles now. I know. I love it. It, it. it does make games different, doesn't it? It, it um, does. Because you're rooting for like a certain guy to do something, like even in like a certain – situation yeah. it makes it makes games that shouldn't be interesting interesting um yes dude UConn just lost again what the heck uh men's and, men's or women well men's basketball men's men's basketball okay. they cool. they're they're stumbling and also miles turner has zero points that's that's stumbling too right now they're down five to nebraska yes yeah um Miles Turner, I had his over in points and he's got zero points in the second quarter it sucks whatever um that that's whatever uh, what I do want to get at is this: is if the Barstool Sportsbook puts up uh, a like where is where is Brady going bet, I will hammer San Francisco. That's how. That's how I just I don't see how he doesn't go. I don't see how they don't trade away Jimmy Garoppolo, get something from him, keep Purdy. Well, they could trade Trey Lance too. Yeah, like, yeah. They could trade- two quarter like that's a really unique situation yes and they have the offensive line already there they have the defense already there they have the weapons the already there yeah yes and and he can he can he could go there and i mean shoot they're like contending to win a championship right now without a quarterback this same team with tom they're Brady, almost like where tampa bay was in like 2019 like before he got to tampa yes bay. yes the only the only hurdle that i said is and i said this to you yesterday he's got to be willing to not be like we're running my offense. It's got to be Brady. You got to fit into the the, right. the Shanahan way of doing things. That's what be- happened in Tampa Bay, basically. Yes. like Bruce Arians kind of threw in the towel, like yeah. re- like relative half a season. Like, all right, Brady, you, you know we're gonna do your offense, not my take shots downfield, basically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and not to get lost in this, um, d- uh, Dallas played really well. I I, hesi- I hesitate to say that Dallas played like great, with the exception um, of their kicker. Dude, that 
<laughs> I told you that that was like my favorite thing ever, and you were like, why? Watching a guy <laughs> literally just implode, and they would just, every time, he, like after the third miss, they kept just like going to his face and showing like a close-up of his face, and it was like he was dead inside. It's like there was nothing going he on behind his eyes. You know? He got the yips bad, bad. Really um, bad. And he missed four straight extra points, technically five because he had missed his last extra point in the game in Dallas's Week 18 game. Um, yeah, you're right. Yeah, and so, like, they're going to keep rolling with him. Like, you got to hope that this it doesn't come down to a field goal at some point because yeah. even when it was fourth and two. Actually, and th- I hope it does because I love I love, you, I love watching the Cowboys lose. <laughs> yes, well, no, I do too. And and the Cowboys now get to play San Francisco, who we've already brought up, and, and we'll talk about that here in a second. But um, That's going to be a great game. Yes. Uh, I, I don't want to – I, I want to give Dallas its flowers – but also, like, you beat a really bad team. Like, you yeah. beat a team that Everybody got in. Is not good. Yeah. Yes, you beat a team that got into the playoffs because the rest of their division is really, really, really piss poor. Yes. And they kind of got in, like, because they stumbled in. Um. So, yeah, good on you, Dallas. You made it to the next round. You are really good. Michael Parsons is insane. Um. Like, Dak Prescott had, like, 11 straight completions after having three uh, going three and out and having like th- two or three straight incompletions to start the game. Um, CD Lamb is really good. Uh, yes. All that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah. Uh, I last I checked, that game is going to be. Uh, I, it's minus three and a half towards San Francisco. I know that for sure. Uh, over under is forty six. I'm hammering San Francisco. I don't care. They're going to continue to wash, I think, every team that they play until they get to Philadelphia. Like, I think they're going to wash Dallas, and Philly may be close, but if if they can if they can beat Dallas down, I may be like, yeah, they're going to beat the hell out of Philly too because that's how good they look right now. Um, and with what they do, they kind of can neutralize Micah Parsons. Like, like Micah can't just run up field because of all the zone running scheme they run, and then they're just going to play oh, action off of it. And, yeah. So, what's your a playoff thought? rematch from last year, and what was a great playoff game a year ago, too. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah, the the quarterback draw. Yeah. 13 yeah. seconds left, no timeouts. Yep. What an idiot uh, Mike McCarthy is. Um, oh, yes. But. Oh. <laughs> how, how, how I need to see a Skip Bayless meltdown. Oh, great. It'd be great. Yes. Um, Go Niners, baby. Yes, go Niners. Uh, Ryan, I'm going to give you the rest of the time. I'm going to turn it over to you. Okay. John Harbaugh announces he's staying at – Jim Harbaugh, sorry. Jim Harbaugh announces he's staying at Michigan after another year of speculation. Uh, Ryan, I'm going to give you as much time as you want because we're we're running low here. Go. Okay. And feel free to chime in if something you want to add. So – I've been listening to a lot of Detroit sports talk. So I've been doing my investigative journaling, like you said. Yes. And then shout out Mike Valinetti, Rico Beard. I love listening to those two guys. Mainly because they're MSU guys, and they those guys love to do nothing more than shit on the hardball. Which <laughs> yep. I, that's mainly why I listen yep. to them and Michigan fans. But these guys know their stuff. And what they're Harbaugh does not want to be at Michigan. Like mm-hmm. He's trying. Like, he's tried to pass three years to go back to the NFL, mm-hmm. and the NFL doesn't want him. They don't want him for a couple reasons. A, the guy is sixty years old, 
And the trend now in the NFL is to hire these 30-something-year-old Ivy League offensive geniuses. You see mm-hmm. all these teams, whether it's um, a Sean McVay, though he, he's not Ivy League grad, but he's yeah. like was super young. Mm-hmm. A Kevin Stefanski, uh, Kevin O'Connell, like from Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, even someone similar to like a Brandon Staley. Guys who, who use analytics in some way, shape, or form. Yes. But and the other thing I think is keeping Harbaugh out is the way things ended for him in San Francisco to where you, you know you, you know that he was basically forced out the door like there because he, he wore it as welcome. Yeah, he him ran his GM, course. Yeah. Him and the GM, Jed York, didn't get along. And I think he got to the point where he humiliated, like and berated him in front of the entire locker room. And the NFL is a very tight-knit, close – everybody knows each other. They don't forget things like that. Mm-hmm. They're not horrible. So and they don't want to bring him back in because of that. And the guy's a freaking weirdo. Like, yes. Yeah, let, no, he let, – Let's not – Yes. Let's not forget that, but anyway. Yeah. No, he – I think you're right. He, he he overstayed his welcome last time, but keep going. And I think he's – just at Michigan, I think he's just bored. Like, he's not doing all the crazy antics recruiting-wise. If you look at their recruiting right now – they're getting worse and worse. And yeah, he finally beat he's been Ohio State two years in a row, won the Big Ten and gone to the playoff. But mm-hmm. I think that's kind of his ceiling at Michigan because you're not going to national championship with two five stars on your roster, which is what they have right now. Like the way that they play, you're good enough to win the Big Ten. And as Valinetti, Mike Valinetti says, you're you're Ohio State's kryptonite until Ohio State learns how to get physical with you. Like the way they play is Something that Ohio State doesn't do well with, but because because lots of Michigan fans thought because remember they beat Ohio State and Ohio State went toe to toe with Georgia and then Georgia smashed TCU who beat them so they thought oh well if we beat Ohio State and they barely beat Georgia so we're right there and it's like no mm-hmm. Ohio State is built to beat Georgia you're not yes yeah and I just think Harbaugh doesn't want to be at Michigan and I think he's still not over the his extension where he had to take a huge pay cut. I think he's he's extremely petty on a lot of things. He hasn't forgotten that. He's been trying to leave. It's a as they described it perfectly. It's a loveless marriage. Mm-hmm. They're, they're in it for the kids. Yeah. Him in Michigan, they not the best case for them to be to separate, but they both they need each other because who's Michigan? Michigan can't do better than Harbaugh as of right now. Mm. Like, uh, no. At this point, no. I don't know who they. Correct. I mean, get. especially right now because. Who are you gonna find that's gonna like take your that uh, head coaching job in like mid January? No, no, all the all the most all of the, big the top candidates are hired in like December. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Harbaugh's only returning, and now I wonder does this the president of the university announce that they're gonna give him an extension, which is why he said that he's staying and he oh he's always loved Michigan in his heart, and it's like well you've been trying to get out of there the past three years, so how much do you really love that place? My my only pushback is this, and I see it in this way: he took that cut because he had to to keep yes, his job yes. because because he had been underperforming. Yes, I and, think and I think these last two or three years of antics of I want to go back to the NFL have been to get the extension or the restructured deal to get his money back. I I I'm not fully now. I do think he wants to go back to the NFL. I don't know if he right now like his heart is. Go back to the NFL. Best case scenario, he, like, he should stay at Michigan. Like, and yes. they were Valinetti and Rico Beard were saying that too. Your team is like that's the best case. You should you should stay there. 
you have a really good team. You have McCarthy coming back, Blake Corm, Donovan Edwards, um, probably a fair amount of guys on defense. Like you're still going to be a candidate to win the Big Ten. Like if you are Ohio State, who's going to mm-hmm. win the Big Ten, or then you can still probably go back to the playoff. But after next year, when you're losing all three of those guys, that's probably the better time for you to be looking like like instead of like right now. Yeah. I just think. But you are right. You are right. Michigan, he took a pay. Michigan basically extended him to fire him. They basically like, all right, 2020 was a weird year. We'll give you one last chance in a normal season to give it a go. And they finally and he's like, done should yeah. beat Ohio State. He's done it two years in a row where he's yes. he's shown that he can, yes, that he's now, but, yeah. Anyways, but they're not carrying that momentum that they have that had at the end of each season because instead of talking about what a great season they've had and Oh, looking forward to next year. It's always, oh, where's Jim going to go? Yeah. No, and I, I, see, I see that. I just I think see... partially. I just think he's worn out from – not to interrupt. This is the last one. No, 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 no. Keep going. I just think he's worn out a little bit. Like, in the NFL, like, you don't have to deal with recruiting. You don't have to, like, be on the road in the offseason. Like, he's no longer climbing a tree to save a cat or doing sleepovers or doing, taking his shirt off at, like, in scrimmages and stuff like that. You don't have to do that in the NFL. Like when the season's over, you get like a, you go take a vacation and you come back for training camp or mini camp. Like yeah, yeah. I I just think he he pref- he prefers the NFL lifestyle over college. Yeah, because because college lifestyle is a grind. You're right. You're right. Yes. Um, I don't know. I think it's interesting. I I'm I'm of the 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 side that I think he's just trying to get a new contract and so he's kind of leveraging the NFL to do so. But I do agree. If I was a kid at Michigan. And this is the second year this has happened. I'd be like, "This is screwed up. This is really messed up yes. with him." Um, but you know, they obviously buy into what he says, so whatever. Right. No but name. and also, schools can use this against them in recruiting. Like, let's say you're Michigan State and you're recruiting a like a Detroit kid who's picking between Michigan. It's like, hey, you know, your coach he's been trying to lead there the past few years. Like, I'm not going anywhere. Like, is Mel Tucker talking? Like, yes. come to Michigan State. Yeah. Like, yeah. And they have a lot of issues within the program. Like his offensive coordinators on paid leave for like computer access stuff, which yeah. there's more to come about that. Um, and Harbaugh's facing a suspension. It's not for buying a kid a hamburger. It's for misleading investigation. Yeah. Or investigators. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he's facing a suspension more, more than likely. Yep. Well, all right, Ryan. Uh, more comes out. We'll keep talking about it. I knew you want to get yeah. it off your chest, though. So, uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, everybody, thank you for listening. Remember to download, rate, review, subscribe, do all those things. Like I said at the beginning, episodes might still be scarce. Depends on what goes on. But uh, mm-hmm. we're going to keep bringing you shows as much as we can. All right. Yep. Thanks for listening.